Hello and welcome to Proxmo's weekly podcast. This is your host, Paige Chisholm, reporting from London. Today is November 9th, 2021. Here are your top stories from the last week. The International Finance Corporation and Europe's largest asset manager, Mundi, are to establish a new fund to mobilize up to 2 billion US dollars in private investment into emerging market sustainable bonds that will support COVID-19 relief efforts and promote a green, resilient, and inclusive recovery to the pandemic. Unveiled on the sidelines of COP26, the Build Back Better Emerging Market Sustainable Transaction Strategy, BEST, will be managed by Amundi and will channel capital from institutional investors and to anchor investments in sustainable bond issuances from corporates and financials in developing countries. This in turn will enable even more funding for such transactions, further strengthening the asset class and deploying greater resources in priority areas such as climate and gender. The IFC Amundi initiative is designed to help and expand the availability and demand for other segments of the sustainable bond market, which still has room to grow compared to green bonds. The BEST strategy, which will have an anticipated life of 10 years, will contribute to the IFC's commitments under the World Bank Group's Climate Change Action Plan. It follows two IFC-sponsored climate bond funds, the Amundi Planet Emerging Green One Fund, focused on green bonds issued by financial sector institutions, and the HSBC Real Economy Green Investment Opportunities Fund, Regio, which is focused on green bonds issued by non-financial firms. The North Carolina Department of Transportation has awarded Plenary Broadband Infrastructure, PIB, a 25-year contract to provide operations and maintenance services and commercialization of a fiber broadband network. The network provides connectivity for administrative buildings and offices, maintenance buildings, and intelligent transportation systems, among other sites and applications. In September, a separate entity began the associated engineering and construction work along 580 miles of the I-95, US-70, and US-74 corridors. The PBI team comprises Plenary Americas, Tilson Infrastructure, and Tilson Technology Management. Kuwait's Directorate General of Civil Aviation is planning to invest 8.2 billion US dollars in 14 projects at the Kuwait International Airport to transform it into an active regional center for air transport, passengers, and cargo. Projects include building a 5 billion US dollar new terminal to handle up to 25 million passengers per year, as well as a new runway and control tower. Funds will also be spent on developing operations, air navigation, an aircraft catering building, and a security services project. Brazil has raised 8.4 billion US dollars at auction for the sale of the rights to build and operate 5G networks in different blocks of the frequency spectrum for 20 years. Winning bids were made by Telecom Italia's local subsidiary TIM, Spain's Telefonica, and Mexican America Movils Claro. The National Telecommunications Agency, Anatel, attracted 15 bidders for a total of 42 lots, with six newcomers to the Brazilian market also making bidding bids. The financial result was short of the government's $9 billion forecast, and Brazil's Minister of Communications advised that the unsold lots could be put up for sale again by Anatel. A British-German developer has been selected to build a 3-gigawatt green hydrogen project powered by 5 gigawatts of wind and solar energy in southern Namibia. The Namibian government issued a notice of award of its intention to appoint Hyphen Hydrogen Energy as the preferred bidder to develop the $9.4 billion US dollar Southern Corridor Development Initiative Green Hydrogen Project in the Sao Cave National Park. 
Hyphen won a government-hosted competitive tender to build the project, but will not officially be given the rights until it concludes a feasibility study and signs a construction contract with the government. The combination of strong winds and high solar irradiation in the park, which is also a key diamond mining region, could produce some of the cheapest renewable H2 in the world. The German science minister said in August, after signing a renewables hydrogen partnership with Namibia, that green H2 produced in the Southwest African nation could be cost competitive with highly polluting gray hydrogen made from fossil fuels at 1.5 to 2 euros per kilogram. Germany signed the 40 million euro partnership deal with Namibia as part of a bid to secure supplies of green hydrogen, which Germany believes will be cheaper to import than to produce itself, particularly due to the lack of space in Germany to build up the gigascale projects required to reach the necessary scale of H2 production. And finally, nearly all internationally available development financing is now committed to reducing or ending investment in coal-fired power after moves by China and the G20 to stop supporting new projects overseas, new research has shown. Just before the new round of climate talks began in Glasgow, the G20 nations pledged to end finance for all coal-fired power plants overseas. It followed a similar commitment made by Chinese President Xi Jinping to the United Nations General Assembly in September. And according to new research from Boston University's Global Development Policy Center, the G20 pledge means that 99% of all development finance institutions are committed to cutting coal investment and raising support for renewables. Rebecca Ray, senior researcher at the GDP Center and one of the study's authors, quotes, If these institutions live up to their commitments, it will be easier for developing countries to find official finance for renewable energy and coal power phase-out than for building new coal-fired power plants, unquote. The study pointed out that three major holdouts remain, the Development Bank of Latin America, the Islamic Development Bank, and the New Development Bank, though many of the major shareholders in those institutions were part of the G20 pledge. Xi's earlier September announcement that China would no longer be involved in overseas coal projects was the most significant change so far, depriving coal-fired power of its biggest financial backers, including the China Development Bank and the Export-Import Bank of China, the decision appears to have had an immediate effect on the country's financial institutions, which the Bank of China vowing to end new overseas coal mining and power projects starting in October. With coal already struggling to compete with renewables, and many analysts forecasting that the sector will eventually consist of billions of dollars worth of stranded assets, analysts said that China's decision to pull out represented a rare alignment of political, economic, and climate interests. That's all for this week. Thanks so much for listening.